Romans. <laughs> you don't threaten them with the more, more, more church, right? <laughs> Romans chapter 1. Just want to look at two verses this morning. I'm warning you, that don't mean anything, okay? All right. But these two verses, I want them to get in your spirit. Verse 16 says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the gospel he's talking about, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. And I want to talk to you on this subject this morning, the concept of biblical righteousness. Everybody knows a little something about righteous, but they don't know what the Bible says about being righteous. Hmm? Being righteous is a lot like being pregnant. You can't be a little bit. We'll figure out what he's talking about later. He tired. He don't know what he's saying. <laughs> Let's pray this morning. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your marvelous, miracle-working power. God, we have seen it in demonstration this week, and we thank you for showing up and showing yourself mighty in our life. I thank you, God, for a spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. And God, we thank you that we are growing into what you have called us to be. We thank you now, God, for every man and woman that's breaking the bread of life around the world. Add a blessing to their words in Jesus' name. Amen. You might be seated. All right, now, uh, if you recall back last forever we talked about Hebrews chapter 10 and uh, if you recall in that particular passage of scripture there's a verse in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 anybody know what it says <laughs> too early right What? Says the gesture, what? So we're right back where we ended up, right? <laughs> That's because uh, I felt like if I had left the passage, uh, you would have forgotten what I said anyway. So I just went to another portion and brought it up. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Now, by the time we finish this message, I hope that you'll be able to paraphrase that portion of it. What does that mean, Pastor? It means that if you get the message today, then you, having been justified, you are justified, I hope, will have a life, quote, lifestyle. Justified shall live, and the Bible says, by faith. Here's what it means. It means that those who have been justified by Christ will have the lifestyle 
that they can believe for in God. The just shall live by faith. But before we get to that, the Bible teaches us that uh, there's some things that we need to remember from previous weeks. One, we said this in Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10 and verse 10. There's a passage of scripture that says, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. With the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So what we have told you in the past few weeks is that when one lines up his confession with the word of God, in other words, we start out talking about the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. When we can get the fruit of our lips to line up with what the word of God says, then our confession will be the same as what God says. And when our confession is the same as the word of God, then we can believe what God says. And when we believe God, we receive what God says. It's, it's just that simple. Amen? Now, here's the problem. The reason people don't get it, because we say it, I believe, I believe, I believe. But we never get it is because we don't really get the truth of that statement. We don't understand what it means to believe unto righteousness. Uh, we can't quite put the two things together because what you're doing is you're believing with your mind and not your heart, so it doesn't go unto righteousness. It, it, it's a lifestyle that you adopt, but not the lifestyle of Christ. In other words, you... you you believe stuff and you keep saying it. I believe I'm going I'm, I'm to be rich. I believe uh, uh, I'm going to find a husband. I believe I'm going to find a wife. I believe I'm going to get a new car. I believe, I believe, I believe. But what is the substance of your belief? And if your belief is not founded in faith in Jesus Christ, it's just wishing and hoping. Are y'all still here? So the Bible says that uh, Paul sorts out this lesson by saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel that I preach. Now, I can relate to that. Hello, somebody. <laughs> See, because if you don't have the faith founded in the gospel of Jesus Christ, then you're not really saved. And if you're not really saved, y'all tired of me telling you that, right? If you're not really saved, then you can't do any of the things that we say you can do. Uh, uh, uh. So, so he says that the gospel is the power to do this. Now notice what he says. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, the gospel, the gospel, the truth of God that I believe, the truth of God that I believe, he says, it is the power of God to salvation. Are y'all following? So you have to have uh, belief in God, and then you have to believe until it gets in your heart, and when it gets in your heart, the Bible says, then it produces salvation. Salvation, then, the Bible has here, it produces deliverance. Deliverance from what? Whatever. What do you need delivering from? See, we forget when it comes to salvation we don't understand that it's not about just uh, going to heaven. That's what we, that's what we, we, we believe that, I, okay, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. 
once saved, always saved. Yet we already talked about that. But the truth of the matter is that the Bible says that salvation is more than just uh, uh, one part. You were saved at Calvary. Does that mean you're saved now? No. It means that the, the, the possibility, the, 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 the way in has already been made. You can be saved. You, are, you were saved when Christ died. Now you can be saved when you acknowledge what he did. You accept and believe it. Once you accept what Christ does, the Bible says it's still not the end. Because I was saved, I am saved, but I have to continue being saved, which means I have to adopt the lifestyle of a saved person. Oh, wait a minute. What is the lifestyle of a saved person? <laughs> what, is, what, what does a saved person do or don't do? Huh? Well, it depends on who you are. Depends on how far you are in your spiritual walk. But I can tell you this, that faith is the element. Faith, then, it becomes the key in your development spiritually so that you can believe what God says. Here's what you have to believe. You have to believe, and I'm going to get into this a little more. You have to believe that Jesus died for all of your sins. Now, now, this is where we stop. We come short because we still think we're working on some things. Come on, y'all know what I'm saying? You're still working on some stuff. You, you're working on some stuff, right, right, right? And all the stuff you're working on ain't never been finished. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> no, okay, all right, all right. Why would you say that to me, Pastor? Why would you say that... I'm working on stuff and I'm never going to finish it. Well, because if you believe Christ died for all of your sins, he said it's finished. So if he said it's finished and you believe what he said, then why are you still working on it? Trying to get myself together. How's that working out? Let's make sure we understand something. Faith is not about feeling. Come on, you need to write that down. Faith is not about feeling. You can't feel saved. I am saved. You can't feel saved. How does, how does it feel? You know, it's not about feeling. But what it means is that now this, this, this person who was once a, a sinner has now been saved, so the way that I develop myself, myself in salvation is I have to develop now a godly character. The character of God is called righteousness. You understand that? So if I want to have the, the, uh, 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 the right kind of attitude about being saved, I want to act like I'm adopting a saved lifestyle. I have to have the character of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, I wanna, I, I, I'm going to go two or three places in the scripture to try to show you this. 
But what I want you to get in your spirit is that, well, let's start with this. In Jeremiah chapter 26 and verse 3, the Bible calls God Jehovah's to sit canoe. It means God our righteousness. God our righteousness. So, so, so he is our righteousness. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 21 that he did what we call a divine exchange and, and he took our sinfulness and gave us his righteousness. Y'all remember that, right? So the Bible says that if I believe in the work that he's done, the finished product on the cross, I then have received his righteousness, which means that, make sure you understand this, it's not your righteousness. It's his righteousness. It's his righteousness in me. That's why the Bible talks about me being in Christ and Christ being in me, because it is his righteousness that I'm trying to walk out. The Old Testament, the Old Testament always said that you knew what was right and what was wrong. You just couldn't do what was right. <clears throat> so the law then, the law has, has the purpose, the law has the purpose of making you obedient. <clears throat> because every time you felt like you did something wrong, you killed an animal. So you said, okay, I know that was wrong, so I'm going to kill a lamb. Okay, let me slow that down. I know I was wrong, so I'm going to kill something else because I was. <laughs> Y'all understand that? Every time we, we, we made an atonement for sin, it had to be some shed blood. Jesus then became the perfect sacrifice, so there was no more need for shedding blood. Some saints might need to learn that. Stop cutting each other up. Do we understand what we're saying here? Every time you take a, a saint to task, you're sacrificing. Place him on the altar. And guess what? Most of us hadn't figured this out. And I know that sometimes it's, it's a hard concept. Do you not understand that every time you kill someone, they don't come back? Oh, no, 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 no. Wait now, come on, because I got it. Do you know every time you crucify my reputation? Listen now, listen, listen, I'm going to use me. You will never have the kind of relationship with me that you're supposed to have. What, what do you mean? Not, well, well, Pastor, I repented. I, I, I asked you, you will still not have the same kind of relationship. Do you all understand this? We may get along, but we ain't never going to be close. Oh, but Pastor, you've forgiven me. Yep, with one eye open. I mean, I look stupid, but I figure if you get me once, huh? But pastor, what about Jesus? Yep, he forgave you. <laughs> you and him, okay. And me and him, okay. 
But you and me, I'm teasing now, y'all, but I ain't. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. Here's what it says. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. Paul said that my gospel uh, messes up folk. But he said the gospel has power. He used the word dunamis for power. Dunamis is one of the root words for dynamite or dynamic. He said that this gospel has the power to blow up stuff. Now, here's what he's talking about. Let me, he says this, this gospel has the power to blow up a stony heart and break it up into small pieces. It's dynamic power. He says, but it's the power unto salvation. Now, uh, in Romans chapter 4, go to Romans chapter 4. Uh, getting ahead of myself. Yeah, slow down. Maybe I should speed up. I don't know. Romans chapter 4. Uh, if I just leave the notes and talk about it, maybe I can get ahead. Won't, I won't really. <laughs> Romans chapter 4, here's what it says. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has, uh, has found according to the flesh? What did he find from flesh? Here's what it says. For if Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. This is uh, to the folk who talk about how good they are. I mean, they, they make it spiritual. Uh, uh, the Lord has really blessed me. He's given me all of these things, you know. I'm his favorite. He loves me. Now, whenever you think, listen, come on, can you help me now? Whenever you think that you've been blessed beyond somebody else, you always think God favors you more. But then it says this in verse 3, it says, For what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, this is where it starts to get complicated. Verse 4 says, now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but a debt. Now, a debt, debt, a debt. <laughs> when you work for anything from God, then it's no longer grace. It becomes what? A debt. You obligate God. Wait, now listen to what I'm saying. If you work for something, in other words, if you say, well, I'm going to get up earlier and pray longer. Because you expect God to do something in your life. Then you obligate God to do something because you did something. Let me show you. Let me show you. Try it over here, okay? So you, 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 you pray longer, harder, stronger, and then you say, where's my new car? <laughs> now, now, here's the key. When you quit praying the extra two hours or whatever, is it because you believe God has already done it or you just got tired? You, yeah, that's right. You got tired. See, you added those hours because you wanted to be spiritual. Yes. Amen. 
And whenever you do something, listen now, whenever you do something in flesh to move God, you obligate God and you change the order of things, you become God and God becomes a servant. We still here? I, I just read it to you. So now listen to me. If God blesses you with anything, it is because of his love and his grace, not because of your goodness. Isaiah, I think it's 64, says that all your righteousness is as filthy rags. Huh? You don't have any. Let's keep going. Verse, uh, what was that? Go to verse 5. It says, but him who does not work, uh-oh, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly. Say, that's me. His faith is accounted. See, you spend a lot of time trying to move God when all you got to do is believe God. Oh, y'all. If God says it, listen, his word is his promise. And if he promised to do something, then why are you trying to make it happen rather than receiving it? <clears throat> One of the things we should be understanding is that when we have believed God, then we start to thank him rather than try to do stuff to make it move. Hmm? If you're sick, you have an infirmity. Believe God. What do you do? You, keep, you thank God. for Thank you for my healing, God. God, I thank you that you healed my body. God, I thank you that you caused me to be whole. God, I thank you for your deliverance. Delivered me from this infirmity. Thank you, Lord. I thank, I thank, I thank, I thank. Because in all things, I have to give. Why? Because that's the. I see a lot of people. Believe that, that rituals will get them where they need to be. Well, I, I, I'm going to fast at least three days a week because I need, I need to be delivered. I need to be healed. There's nothing wrong with fasting, but it's wrong to do it for that purpose. Because you're either healed by his grace or you're not. So you thank him. All right? Now, there's always a catch to this. Huh? I said, what do you mean there's a catch? There's always a catch. There's always a catch. What does Romans 10 say again? Romans 10, 10 says this, that, no, they ain't got it up there. <laughs> but he says that, that with the heart one believes what? Unto. So when I first get my diagnosis, I don't believe that I'm healed because I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Can I be real? Can, 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 huh? I'm scared. Save folk ain't supposed to be scared. Well, you stupid. Yeah, I'm looking right at you. Yeah, because, listen, you're human. And flesh will respond long before the spirit does. And, and flesh will say, oh, my God. God, I'm going to die. All you got is a pimple. So, 
you go online, you find out that that pimple's got to be some kind of cancer, right? <laughs> they always end up at that point, right? I don't care what you start with. I got a hangnail. Yeah, girl, that's going to kill you right there. <laughs> so. But my point is, yes, you start at one point and then you grow. Why? Because I believe unto righteousness. What's righteousness? Righteousness means right standing with God. I believe that God did it and I, I have received it and I'm no longer working to achieve it because I believe it. Now, that doesn't mean I don't do anything. I still have to have a lifestyle of a saved person. I'm going to get to that. Are you with me? And the lifestyle of a saved person says, I'm going to do what the word says. Huh? So I know that if, if, if my diagnosis is high blood pressure, one of the first things I'm going to do is fix my eating. Wait a minute, that ain't in the Bible. Yes, it is. Huh? So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to adjust my eating habits. Huh? I'm going to adjust my exercise routine. Thank God I don't have blood. Uh, <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to do all those things that I know that God has inspired somebody to research and find out this works together for my good. Hmm? So maybe, now listen, I know this is going to mess up a lot of people. Maybe now, instead of praying two extra hours, laying in the bed, I get up and walk. Oh, am I backsliding because I'm walking two hours instead of praying two hours? Oh, no, 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 this works. But you have to believe that this is what God says in order for you to receive. See, everybody wants a miracle, but they want God to do it. You won't wait on your miracle. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting on, I'm waiting on the Lord. Now, it doesn't make sense for you to believe that you can wait on God when God says it's already done. And what God says is, now watch this. He says, I'm waiting for you to get to the place that you believe me. That's what I'm waiting for. So you waiting on me, you'll be waiting all day because I'm waiting for you to believe what I said. Verse 5 again. But to him who does not work, and what he's talking about, who does not do ritualistic things, uh, 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 people who don't walk in tradition, he says, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly. So he says, if you believe that this God is able to save you without your works, without your works, he says, his faith is accounted or reckoned to him, that's what it says now, for righteousness. That's uh, one of them accounting terms, reckoned, 
And what it, what it simply means uh, is this. It, the, it balances the book. I was ungodly. I believe God has delivered me. And now I'm godly. All right. Now, he gives you an example of David there, right? And I'm not going to read it just as it says as David described the, the blessedness of man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. James says it this way. James says that faith without works is dead. So you say you got faith, but you're going to have to show me something. You got to do something. Amen. Okay. Romans chapter 10. Again. Romans chapter 10, not 10, 10 this time. I'll show you this. Bible says, brethren, I'm right at one, verse one. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel. Now, for this illustration, you are Israel. You, you, you are Israel. The Bible says, is that they may be saved. My prayer is that uh, those people who are God's people but don't embrace God. Y'all hear what I God's people who don't embrace God. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. I'll get ready to talk about some people. I stopped. Caught myself. Amen. Because if I was to talk about them, then I'd have to talk about how these last three days. Folks didn't show up. That's why you had to usher. Huh? But I ain't going to talk about them. Because that would be wrong. God forbid I do anything wrong. So I would not dare. Don't you know that they love God? Sure they do. Oh, yeah, they do. They do. Just because you were tired or wasn't feeling good, that don't mean you don't love God. What it means is you don't love him enough. You don't love him like he loved you. Because the fact that you couldn't be here, he didn't say, well, I'm going to stop your breath and your heart until you get ready to get here. He said, no, I'm going to let you go on. I'm going to let you breathe. I'm going to let you live. Huh? I'm going to let you drive your car, live in your house, eat your food. I'm going to let you just be you. So he loves you more. That's all that means. Okay. But, it, but that's what I would say, but I ain't. Huh? So, so he says, he, he says, for I, bear, for I bear them witness that they have a, uh-oh, a zeal for God. Now, none of those people that we're talking about, now, and if I'm talking about you, just forgive me. I'm using it, just using illustration. Don't get upset with me. But they have a zeal for God. None of them pay people forgot to pray. They prayed yesterday, the day before, because they, they're good people. Amen. Huh? They have a zeal for God. Let me move on, because I'm about to get in trouble. But not according to, I think the preacher said this on Friday and Saturday, no, Thursday and Friday. He said, uh, if, if, if you love, you have knowledge. 
Did, did you say that? Okay, now, I thought I heard that. Hmm? You can't love somebody you don't know. If you don't have a personal relationship with God. Listen to me, folks. This is so important, really, really. Everybody in here, if I ask you if you were saved, you'd say yes. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? You would say yes. And I would ask you this question. Well, how are you getting along with me? Now, wait, now, now see, y'all don't look at me. Well, well what you mean, Pastor? Because uh, Christ in you? But if you ain't getting along with the one in me, you got a different one? So how you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in all these people except you? So now wherein is the salvation? Y'all, come on now. I know this is hard and y'all ain't, ain't feeling me right now. Or you're just mad with me. Why you're loving God but you're mad with me. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to say to you? If you love Jesus the way you say you love Jesus, you've got to love me the same way. You don't have a choice. Because the only way you know love is through a personal, not an academic relationship, but a personal relationship. Now, the preacher, I can use me, the preacher. Everybody thinks there's something wrong with the preacher. He, he's a crook, he's a thief, he's a liar, he's a whoremonger. Everybody got something to say about the preacher. Hmm? Now, this is it right here. I probably, I forgot about it. <laughs> but right here is what I'm about to tell you now. <laughs> I'm all of you. Everything you think I am, you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. Sin is sin. Y'all think, oh, oh, oh you, you, you would never do that. Yeah, but you did this. And you would never, ever follow a preacher that you couldn't relate to. So when you open your mouth to say, <laughs> I think he's so, he, you're talking about you. You ain't talking about me. I know you think you are. To, you, uh, you're talking about you. That's how you feel. Okay. For they, here it is, verse 3, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. When you do something, can I just kind of make this real easy? When you do something contrary to the word of God to try to bring about the word of God, then that is out of ignorance, and it means that you're establishing a new righteousness. Your new righteousness is that I pray two extra hours. That's your righteousness, but that's not the righteousness of God. 
Huh? If God wanted you to take those two hours and go to the nursing home, you couldn't go because you were praying. So whose righteousness, whose righteousness is that? Is that yours or God's? Because, see, now, if you're, if you're righteous, if you're right, okay, let me go back to what I said. Righteousness is not something you can have a little bit of. You can't have partial righteousness. You're either 100% righteous or you're not. Now, y'all listen to me. You're either 100% righteous or you're not. I didn't say 100% right. I said 100% righteous. <clears throat> what does that mean? That means that God delivered the whole me. He delivered everything about me. I am 100% sold out to him. Now, my behavior has to line up. It may be at 80, 88% right now. <clears throat> but I'm still 100%. Huh? I am a child of God 100% through and through. Okay? Now, if I, if I am the righteousness of God, if I am the righteousness of God, then I will always do righteous things. That means that I will do things in the character of God. I will always do things in the character of God. Do I always do them right? No, I'm human. I don't know if they're right. Sometimes you try stuff and it don't work. But my desire is to always have the nature of God operating in me. Now, somebody say, well, how can you do that and make a mistake? Because sometimes we know what's right, but we don't know how to get it done. Paul said that in Romans 7, right? What I want to do, I can't do. I want to do it. I know what's right, but sometimes I can't get it done. That's why we built repentance into the system. But when you establish your own righteousness and you say, here's, now here's what you said. I'll do it my way. I don't care what you say. <clears throat> I, already do. I read the Bible like you do. I know. I, I know. Y'all. I don't see that in the Bible that says you got to come to church three nights. Where you see that? <laughs> Acts chapter 2, but I ain't going there because I don't want to start no stuff. They were in church every night. The Bible says so. Pray for me. Acts chapter 6, the Bible says that uh, uh, the apostles had to appoint some deacons, right? And it said that they had to appoint some deacons for the daily administration. What? what does daily mean? So how often do they have church? See, don't, don't be playing with me. Like you all smart. Well, where does it say that? I know where it says it. But that's not the point. That's not what I'm trying to teach you. What I'm trying to teach you is about righteousness. Righteousness means that I have taken the persona of Jesus. And my desire is to do his will. So the Bible says this in, in Romans 10, 3. It says, being ignorant of God's righteousness. In other words, God's righteousness. Okay, you believe me? As Abraham believed me, then I have given you my righteousness. Jesus said it this way. I am the door. When you come in through me, you got me. We understand this. Anything you add or subtract from that is your own righteousness. Anytime you say, I don't like, you're wrong. 
Anytime you say, I don't think, you're wrong. Why are you wrong? Because you already know what's right. Can I show you that too? I don't need scripture. I just show it to you, but you, 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 you know, again, I'm the C student. You're all the A students, so let's get this straight. <laughs> if you know you're supposed to be in, in school, but you're not in class, but you come up with a good excuse why you're not showing up for class, then you're trying to explain to the professor what your righteousness is. His righteousness is, it's on the syllabus. You be here, you get, get your grade, you don't, you know. This right here is the syllabus. Whenever you decide you don't want to do something, whatever it is, nah, just cause y'all think I'm picking on folks because they, they miss stuff. I, I'm not, I'm not, but you ought not miss stuff. But, but I won't pick on nobody. But <laughs> Can't help it, can you? Just, just all up in people's business. No, it's, you know what? I, t I told y'all early on in 2019, I said, you know, we ain't going to do this crazy stuff. We're going to have real truth. Did, did not tell y'all that? Huh? Now, 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 let me make sure you understand something. I don't own heaven. I don't even own a parcel there. Okay? The only thing I'm doing, so y'all don't be mad at me. I'm trying to get to heaven. I, me. I, I, so, he says, my job is to what? Tell you. I'm coming to that in a minute. My job is to tell you. That's that. I'm going to be good at that. I am. Now, you can be mad with me, but you don't. Listen, you don't have to do nothing I say. Do you understand? You don't have to do anything I say. Nothing. But I'll go to hell if I don't tell you. So I'm going to tell you, here's what I'm telling you. There's a Mack truck coming down the highway at 80 miles an hour, and you standing in the road. That's what I'm telling you. My job is to tell you, boo, get out the way. You can say, well, I'm tired. I ain't moving. My job is done. Then I get to pre preach a funeral. I get to say, oh, Sister McLemore was a faithful servant of the Lord. <laughs> she loved God so much, she decided to go home early. <laughs> you know, I heard Mal say, yes, Apostle Williams say about not flying midway, he wants to go all the way. I used to, I used to always, I used to always hate it when the pilot said, "We'll be arriving early." I said, "Oh no, no. I don't want to." Nobody on the plane wants to hear we're arriving early. Y'all, you know, y'all laughing, uh-uh, because he can take off and arrive. <laughs> no, I want you to be right on time. In other words, if it says I'm going to arrive at 10 o'clock, I want it to be 10 o'clock because I know if we get there at 9.30, something ain't right. <laughs> okay, I'm off. 
Okay, verse 3, I got to read it one more time, one more time. Here's what it says. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, don't try to create something, read the Bible, and seeking to establish their own righteousness, forget the ritual. I don't care how many times we do it even in day spring. If it's not something that prospers you, don't do it. That includes coming to church, y'all. You hear what I'm saying? Don't be looking at me like you're angry. No, uh -uh. no, that's your choice. And the Bible says, uh, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. You do not. See, the one thing about God is he gives you free will. You, got, you, you can just say, I ain't going to do this. Ain't nobody mad. Why? Because it's your life. It is. You do whatever you choose to do with it. Amen. But verse 4 says this. Here it is. Here it is. Well, Christ is the end, the E-N-D, of the law for righteousness for everyone who believes. Now, the law was designed to keep you on track. In other words, the Bible says, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. You can't do this. You can't do, if you do this, this is wrong. Don't do this. So what the law did is made you sin conscious. But then Jesus came and brought free grace. So he canceled sin consciousness and exchanged it for his righteousness. And when you receive his righteousness, he canceled or fulfilled the law by his presence. So now, instead of saying, don't do this, you can't do this, this is wrong, don't do that. He says, now I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. I can do through Christ. I can do through Christ. I can do through Christ. You understand that? So what does that mean? That means that once I have received Christ, that now I have the Holy Spirit who leads me into all of his righteousness. So I can do all things because he said, you can do this. You can do that. You can do this. But what he does is he, listen, he changes my direction. That's what it is. And when he changes my direction, instead of looking at sin, I look at the goodness of God. So now I see grace in every situation. I once was blind, but now I see. I used to think I had it over here, but I really got it right here. You understand? He said, I see things differently through Christ. And see, if Christ is not in you, you're always going to see the negative and not the positive. You're not going to see what, what God is doing in your life, you're going to see what the devil has done to attack you. Now, here's another scripture that you might have forgotten. I know you know. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in. So for everything that you are looking at the world system for, it means that you're not noticing Christ over here. The devil has your attention. So you cannot walk in righteousness or salvation because you don't see that God has already paid the penalty. He's already delivered you. He's already fixed the situation. And so many people have missed God because they're looking at the world, the devil, and what he's doing. 
Are you still with me here? All right. Now, let's see. How can I do this right here? Well, since we're in Romans 10, let's stay there for just a minute or two. Here's what the Bible says in verse 14. Here's what the Bible says in verse 14. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? <laughs> and how shall they preach unless they were sent? Now, here's the key right here. The job of the preacher is to divert you from sin and lead you into righteousness. My job is not to continue to preach sin consciousness, but to preach, preach the righteousness of God. But how are you going to believe if you don't hear nothing? <clears throat> now, if you don't go to church, because I'm not talking to you because y'all here. But if you don't go to church, you can't hear. Why? Because Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. Faith comes by and hearing by. One more time. Faith comes. Okay. Faith comes. You never have faith because you heard. You have faith because you're hearing. Why is that? Because the word of God is a preceding revelation. What do you mean a preceding revelation, Pastor? Because if I heard the word yesterday, I'm going to need another word for today. Hmm? The one I got yesterday was supposed to be the precursor for the one I need today. And if I missed the one yesterday, it's going to make it hard for the one I'm supposed to hear today. Huh? You know how sometimes when you miss class and, and folks be talking about stuff, you say, what? Y'all know what I'm talking about. They all act like it's been forever since you've been to school or you just didn't listen. <laughs> y'all understand what I'm saying now? You're behind. You're behind. Now, here's what happened to, to saints. When you miss God, you start to make up in rituals. You want to be good enough, right? You want to keep up with the class. So you, you know, quoting theories that don't exist and working theorems that ain't real and just having a good time because you want to act like you know what's going on in class. That's what church folk do. Hmm? Okay, all right. Y'all looking at me funny. Verse 18 says this. But I say, have they not heard? Here it is. Yes, indeed. The sound has gone out to all the earth and the words to the end of the world. But Israel did not know. Now, remember how we started this. Israel did not know. Here's what Paul said. Paul said that to, his, to, the, to the, the Greeks, his preaching was a stumbling block. To the Jews, it was a real problem. And, and he said, that, that the, the, the Jews, because they hadn't heard, they were ignorant of what God was doing, making up their own stuff. That's what he said, right? Uh, 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 and, and even today, even today, April 7th, 
2018, they still haven't come in. No, no, they're still having their rituals, you know, wearing the little stuff on the head and do all kinds of stuff. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it, it, I, I ain't making fun. I'm not making fun. I'm, I'm just saying they still have their rituals to get to God. And all you have to do is say, come, Lord. That's all you have to do. That's the difference. That's the difference. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's do one more scripture. Uh, let's go back. Romans chapter 3. How do you skip all around on like that, Pastor? I'll tell you what. Because I love this stuff. That's why I skip around like that. Romans chapter 3. Verse 21 says this. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, to all uh, and on all who believe, for there is no difference. And he says here in verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption uh, uh, that is in Christ Jesus, to whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate uh, his righteousness, his righteousness because of his forbearance. <clears throat> God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who what? Mm -hmm. Are we seeing this? Now, having said all of that, The Jews believed that they had the scriptures and therefore they were right. Jesus said this in John, I think it's John chapter 5, verse 29, I think. He said, you know, you search the scriptures and you, you believe that they show you eternal life. He said, but they all point to me. That's, that's, what, that's what he said. Amen. So here's what he said. He said, you got all the scriptures, but you're using them wrong. And this is, what, this is what the church is doing today. You come up with all kinds of scripts to justify your behavior when you don't have to justify if you're already justified. Do you understand this? Here's the bottom line. He says, stop working and start believing. Then let your belief Lead you to work. Amen. Now, let me see. Can I try that again? Okay. Stop doing your own work. Believe God and let God lead you to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Are y'all following me? Stop trying to do what all, all pastor. I, I, I'm doing all I know how to do. Well, ain't nobody asked you to do what you need to know, what you think you need to do. Do what he says to do. See, you got this thing backwards. You, 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 you listen, he's the master, you're the servant. Y'all got to understand that. 
stop trying to keep proving that you you all that and the man said bag of chips. Yeah, whatever. Stop trying to be all of that and start being who you were called to be. Hmm? And if you are called to be a minister of the gospel, then your job is to prepare yourself for ministry. You don't have to go around telling people, see how smart I am? <laughs> Nobody care. What they want to know is when they're in crisis and they say, Sean, Sean, I've been through something. You say, listen, man, this, this is the way God said, blah, 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 blah. And they go, wow. That's ministry. Huh? All this other stuff, you know, when I'm going on a 30-day fast so I can hear from God. And the only thing you want to hear is some rumbling in your stomach. <laughs> Unless you can interpret that. <laughs> Pastor, I saw in the Bible when Moses passed. And unless your mom and daddy. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I ain't on it. No, you can't do stuff just because you saw it in the Bible. What does God say to you? So what is my righteousness? Let me, let me, I said all that and I, I need to tell you what righteousness is. <clears throat> when God called Jesus into humanity. The Bible says that was his way of creating an entrance for man into the presence of God. The work that Jesus did when he died on the cross gave us, now listen to what I'm about to say, the right to be righteous. Then as you accept his work on the cross, then you exchange your sin for his salvation. As you walk as a saved person, as you grow in grace, then God says that you become the righteousness of God. What does that mean? That means that I'm saved. I'm still righteous, but I'm learning how to be 100%. I am, but I'm learning how to perform it. This is the reason that you can't quit. You can't be slack. You can't have a bad day. Y'all ain't listening to me. Come on. You can't get offended. You can't get upset. Why? Because you are still trying to reach that 100% mark. Your tank is not quite full yet. You got to keep working. You got to keep working. That's what you have to work out your salvation. You can't just stop. I, I am saved. I ain't doing anything else. Well, that means you were in class, what, uh, two weeks ago, but they've had several lessons since then. So what you going to do? And you're too proud to ask anybody what you miss. So when test time comes, guess what? You can't, you can't, you can't hack it. And the same thing, listen, the same thing happens in life. If you don't believe that God's going to have a test at the end of your trial. Hmm? Oh, y'all think, well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through now. It ain't nothing. Here's what scripture says. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the fried, the, 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 the fries, I'm hungry, right? <laughs> Scribes and the Pharisees, 
you will by no ways enter the kingdom. Here's the other, listen, here's, as folks say, here's the obverse. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And what? All these things. Come on, stand up on your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So then, <laughs> we can now look at that scripture one more time. And we can say it now with impunity. Those who have been justified, the just, shall have the lifestyle live that Christ has ordained.